Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hey, everyone. Dwight and Matt here, Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. It is Thursday, February 3. Man, I wonder if... The, the Phil, groundhog yeah. came out. I can't wait. I can't wait for this to air so we can know like what happened. Right. <laughs> so, Matt, what are you thankful for? Yeah, I got a specific one. Um, this was easy for me to come up with. Uh, we, I'm thankful for some new neighbors that moved into our neighborhood uh, this summer that um, I've been getting to know and, and grow friendship with. Um, it's been really rich for me. Uh, his name is Kevin Crawford, uh, and his wife is Dulcie, and they have four boys from college age all the way down to middle school. And uh, they moved into our neighborhood from Min- Minneapolis. And uh, he's a ministry guy, just um, very much has a heartbeat uh, for the kingdom of God and mm. making disciples. And um, it's just been a joy to like sit on my deck and smoke a, gaza- a cigar and enjoy a drink with him and just have conversation mm. or uh, um, just to have him over for a meal or to go over to his house and, and watch some football. Matter of fact, um, he's going to be at Victory Point this Sunday That's right. and is going to be preaching. Um, he's going to be be preaching uh, from Mark uh, five. So, um, so this is on February six. Yep, he's going to be with be us gone. February six. Yeah, you can always watch a live stream to it. Yep. So, um, but yeah, I'm just grateful and thankful uh, for God bringing a, a like minded, like hearted family right into our neighborhood, right behind us, and the friendship that's emerging there, and that He's going to be with us this Sunday. Yep. So give him a warm welcome. Give his family a warm welcome uh, this Sunday, Victory Point. Yeah. And I can vouch, Kevin's a cool dude. I got to hang out with him mm-hmm. like a month ago mm-hmm. when we went to that, That's right. yep. that morning thing in Grand Rapids. What are you thankful for today? So I know I'm outnumbered on this, but I love winter. Mm-hmm. So I, I love it when it just snows and when things shut down. Because then I get to hang out inside and put on my comfy pants and watch yep. a movie and read a book or yeah. something. Uh, I'm also thankful that... Just over lunch today, my brother and his wife and my mother and my fiance, we all got together for, we're calling ourselves corporate. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And because uh, we're sort of the the adults, uh, my brother mm-hmm. has a massive family. So mm-hmm. we're, we're sort of the, we're the corporate headquarters, you, you know, um, yeah. but we talked mostly about wedding stuff today. But anyway, I, I'm just really thankful for uh, a family that. There's just a lot of mm-hmm. love and support and watching them encourage Betsy and knowing that she's soon going to be joining this family. is just a neat time. Thankful that for that. Well, I thank God for that too. Mm-hmm. And uh, just so you guys know, uh, we're actually recording in Dwight's house today. You do have a very cozy house. Thanks. Like on a, on a cold winter day. I walked in. Um, Dwight even still has two Christmas trees up yeah. with lights on them. No judgment. No judgment. Because it's still, <laughs> technically today is still January, even uh-huh. though this is going to air in February. So yeah. I think you're okay. But um, The plan is to get them on the curb You're getting near Sunday. the end here. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. So today's passage um, is found in Luke chapter. Chapter 4, verses 21 through 30. I want to 
just take us back a little bit right before this. If you're following our Bible reading plan, last week you read the story right before today's story. Scott and Tara and Steve talked about it on the podcast. Um, so here's what's going on in Jesus's life. He had just been tested in the wilderness. He he went into the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit. Ironically and interestingly, he comes out of the wilderness now in the, in the power. power of the Holy Spirit and just begins his public ministry, goes to the synagogue. Um, they hand him a scroll, the scroll of Isaiah. He opens it up uh, and he reads these words to everyone listening. It says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Um, and then he rolls up the, the scroll and he hands it back to everybody. And, and they're just like in this silent awe and wonder. And then he says, today, this scripture that I just read to you is fulfilled in your hearing. And then we pick up, you know, today's passage, yeah. you know. So he, he says, he began by saying to them, today, the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that just came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son, they asked? Jesus said to them, Surely you will quote this proverb to me, Physician, heal yourself, and you will tell me, Do here in your hometown what we have heard you did in Capernaum. Truly I tell you, he continued, No prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha the prophet, yet none of them were cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up drove him out of the town. I don't think they drove him. I think they pushed him, like forced him out of town. Figure of speech. Yeah. And took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Yeah. I, I love this passage. Tell me why you love this okay. passage. Well, at first read, and if you don't know some Old Testament context, you might be like, why did everybody get so mad? Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's talking about a, a widow and Zarephath and a and a guy named Naaman mm -hmm. from Syria. You know, um, so I think the reason people got so angry, and and it's it's what a juxtaposition, right? Like they, he just wows them, and everybody's overwhelmed by how gracious his words were, and then Jesus turns right around and makes them mad, mm -hmm. and. What he's doing here is he's he's dig, he's reaching back to some Old Testament stories of where God ministered to and blessed Gentiles. Yeah, you're right. Right? Exactly. They're not Jews, you know? And basically what Jesus is saying between the lines is you guys are racists. Mm. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're ethnocentric. And you think that the only good going on in the world right now is with you. Mm -hmm. And that's all I, I'm here for. And that's all I'm here for. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but my mission is a lot bigger yeah. than just uh, the Jews, you know? Um, so when so when he reads out of Isaiah, this, you know, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. He's anointing me to preach good news to the poor. Well, 
Jesus knows, and even Isaiah the prophet kind of prophesied that uh, that that the Messiah would be a light to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but apparently, the people in that synagogue that day miss, missed that. Needed to be reminded. They needed of that. to be reminded. Yes. Right. Yep. Does that make yep. sense? Yeah. Needed a reorientation, and he. He begins his ministry that way, like right from the get go. Just that's what that's what like. I mean, as I read that at first, I'm like, man, it feels like Jesus is provoking, like almost like picking a fight here, you know? Because it went in just a few verses from everyone spoke well of him and were amazed. All all spoke well of him and were amazed at his gracious words, and then just a few verses later, all the people now are furious and they're trying to kill him. <laughs> yeah. It's almost hard to imagine how they could turn on a dime like that, which which tells us, I think, how deeply rooted their passions were and their – I mean, I, I don't know. I, I used the word racist earlier. Maybe that's too yeah. strong of a word, yeah. but, but, but it's – they were so deeply embedded that they were the chosen people. An us-and-them mentality. It's kind of an us-and-them mentality, yeah. right. Um, and – Jesus is just blowing the roof off that. You know, I, I heard there's a guy named Jack Deere who was... Makes great tractors. <laughs> That's John Deere. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I but, knew. I'm just joking. <laughs> so Jack Deere is, is a... He was a vineyard pastor for years, and I spent 16 years in the vineyard. And anyway, in one of his messages, he used this phrase that I think is really applicable here in this story. He said that God will often offend our minds in order to reveal the heart. That's good. Isn't that good? Yeah. And you I should think that's share what that Je- on a podcast. Hey, yeah, good that's, idea. A, that's a good word. But I think that's what Jesus is doing here. He's offending their like minds it. in order to reveal what's in their hearts. So he has a good intention. He's not trying to just, you know, pick a fight. Like he really wants them to catch. I, I think you're onto something. I think mm-hmm. he wants them to catch. Like, like this is way bigger than just the Jews. This is just right. way bigger than the chosen people of Israel. Like, right. like through you, this is for everybody. That's right. And, you and, are the missionary nation. You need nation. to be prepared for that. Yes. And, and you need to like get on board with that. You right. know, and he's trying to just, I think, make that statement at the get-go. Right. That's good. But yeah. doesn't it seem like a terrible church growth strategy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wait until you have a critical mass mm-hmm. following you before you start making people mad. But isn't that his mo? As you like, when he had the big crowds around him, he starts to elevate his totally. his teaching, gets yes. a little more challenging, and then he looks around and there's only twelve left again. Right? You know, like I, I think Jesus would rather have a few people who yes. are all in yes. and clear on who he is and, and what he's about than have a whole crowd of people that are lukewarm mm-hmm. or just consuming. You know, um, that's important to Jesus. Like, the, the, you know what verse I thought of when, when I read, like, at the very beginning, it said, all spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words. Mm-hmm. Um, in Luke, like, if you just keep reading a couple chapters later, in Luke 6, 26, Jesus is coaching his disciples. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, woe to you when everyone speaks well of you. Mm-hmm. For that's how your ancestors, their ancestors treated the false prophets. Like, like almost an indicator that the the true message of God um, is going to invoke some opposition. Yes. You know, like not everyone's going to like it. That's right. And and so when you're in a, and this is convicting to me, you know, um, like uh, when when there's just great peace and, and everyone, 
you know, uh, is talking well about you, you should almost do a heart check. Like, well, am I really leaning into the, 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 the true challenging and invitational message of God? Right. You know, um, be, because it sh- it's going to bring with it, um, when, when you're leaning into that, it, it will come with some some challenge and opposition. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like Jesus is just modeling that right here. Like, oh, these guys, maybe they're too comfortable right now. And, and they almost have this mindset of, of like, oh, he's, this is our homeboy. You know, that's Joseph's son. He's one of us. Look what right. he's able to do. Yeah. Come do that for us. Like, mm-hmm. like just us. Let's just do it for us. And, and he's almost like pushing back against that. Like, no. Remember, like you said, the the Elijah and Elisha, like God sent them to those outside of us. That's right. Like that's a, a foretaste and a foreshadow of what this this message and mission is all all about. And then I think them trying to kill him is a foreshadowing to Jesus of where his life's heading. That's right. Because like the message of Jesus, like there's resistance to it, um, and. Uh, it, they try to kill him there. Eventually, that succeeds, mm-hmm. you know. But in his timetable, uh, under his authority, like he willfully allows it, goes to the cross. His time right. wasn't here yet. His time was not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious how he got out of the crowd, though. Well, I, don't you love that yeah. verse? And he walked right through the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it just kind of like the, the crowd just parted because there was like all of a sudden are they seeing like these mighty angels like Michael with his sword drawn like do they suddenly see that don't and they just my, our let him boy. walk out yeah. or does he become invisible you know <laughs> right. like I don't know like but I'm I think that's a, a fun thought for me you know yeah. how do you walk right through the crowd yeah and it's good stuff but hmm. I think the heart of it for me Dwight in the reminder to me is Jesus is for everyone Mm-hmm. And to be careful not to get selfish and to think, you know, um, that Jesus just represents me in, in, in my party or my church or my denomination or, you know, we're the, we're the ones, you know, like right. when we start thinking like that, we should, we should start being really careful and convicted a little bit because Jesus always pushes against that. Mm-hmm. Jesus is for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think that's the takeaway for me. That's good. Mm-hmm. Another takeaway for me is, you know, the old adage that familiarity breeds contempt. Mm. That sometimes when, when uh, something or someone becomes so familiar, uh, you you don't respect it anymore. You mm-hmm. know, and the fact that they someone said, "Isn't this Joseph's son?" Yeah, you know, it's it's already mm. sort of the the foretaste. I think of. We know this guy. We're familiar with this guy. He mm-hmm. can't be that special, mm-hmm. you know. Um, which is why he couldn't do a whole lot of miracles in Nazareth, right? He says, "I can do a whole lot more in Capernaum." Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't grow up in Capernaum, so I can come in there and they and they can kind of hear with fresh ears, you know, mm-hmm. and see with fresh eyes. But the folks in Nazareth, yeah, yeah, he's our homeboy, whatever. Yeah. So be careful with just preconceived, comfortable expectations, mm-hmm. you know, like. Don't, how, how do we not, how do we ensure that we don't lose our awe and wonder, you know, like the, almost like that, that first time just reality, you know, of like, holy cow, this is, this is the son of God, you know, like this is Jesus. Yeah. Like to, to always be in awe of that, like in, in to never lose the wonder and amazement of that. Yes. 
I think it's something you need to pray for. We need to ask God for it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't let us lose the wonder because mm-hmm. we we do. Mm-hmm. I I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why I, I like seasons. You know, I like I like the Christmas season because it. You know, we don't celebrate Christmas every, every month. Uh, if we did, I'd get bored with it. You know, right? But every year it comes around. It's, it's like, good. Oh, it really was a miracle. That's you know, intentional. That, yeah, that God came to Earth in the form of a baby. You know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, there's there's <clears throat> intentionality to the church calendar. There, absolutely, there's, there's things that need to be um, re, we need to be reminded of. <laughs> yeah. I grew up with zero appreciation or respect for the church calendar, but mm-hmm. now I think there's yeah. there is more value in, yeah. in it than I yeah. originally thought. Well, now you're in your fifties; you're in the prime of your life. I'm like, in my prime. You understand things in a whole different way now. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matt, can you turn this Bible reading today into mm-hmm. a form of blessing for our listeners? Yeah. Well, listeners, um, let me just provoke us this way: like, don't forget. Um, you and I and everyone around us are part of the everyone that Jesus came for. Mm. Um, work hard not to allow uh, that mentality that um, Jesus is just for you, that there's a us and a them. We're, we're all the them. There's God and there's everyone. <laughs> right. You know, like there's God and there's people. And um, man, he is for everyone. He came for everyone. And, and he invites us um, to to partner with him in these words that mm. he declared in Luke 4, um, in, in the proclamation of the good news to the poor and freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind and to set the oppressed free Man. and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Mm. We're both recipients of that and, and now um, proclaimers and demonstrators of that. Mm-hmm. So let's live into that today because Jesus is for everyone. Amen. God bless you. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.